Uh, yeah, just text them to me during the week or email. What, not email. Whatever. I love lethargic uh, media. Lethargic? <laughs> what? Lethargic. Lethargic. Good people who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of, you guessed it, nothing but real reviews and more. I am your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me today is Brent Fruget. Hello. And Aaron Kronikin. Hello. We got a great show for you guys. We're going to briefly retouch on movies coming to theaters and DVDs this week, as well as a top five from Aaron Kronikin. We don't have a gem for you guys this week, um, unfortunately. Sorry. We tried. Blame it on Netflix again. Yeah, good. <laughs> we do that a lot, but it seems like they're getting rid of a lot of the good movies and replacing it and with, replacing it with awful things. Well, I was gonna say Netflix originals. Well, that, too, but actually, uh, Stranger Things is awesome, and you're wrong. No, I was gonna say it's. It, I don't know. It started out great, and then it gets kind of right dumb, it, and it, we'll see how this finishes. It I don't it, know. it loses episodes like I don't know three through five. Are a little down. I don't know where you're at exactly. Uh, three, episodes three. Okay, so, so yeah, it started off great, went super. I yeah, think, dumb. episode I one know. is fantastic. Would you say? Yeah, one of the better. It felt kind of like uh, I don't know how to describe it. I th- like a kind of a Goonies '80s adventure yeah, mixed that's with a, that's what uh, like an X Files Stand by of, Me almost. St- yeah, Stand by Me, that type of thing, a, a kids wow. adventure type of movie, but yeah. a little darker. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen this at all. If that whole series was like that, it would sounds it, like it'd be awesome. It 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 just takes a different direction towards the last three episodes because it's eight episodes long. First three are pretty good. Second or then the, or first two are really good. Three through five takes a little bit of a dark turn or down dip, and then it it, it changes where you're thinking it's going with six and seven and eight, I suppose. Anyway, doesn't matter. Not the point. Not the point of what we're saying. Uh. No gem. Right. Good. <laughs> Top five list. And then a review of Minority Report. Goodness, that took forever. Yeah, I mean, uh, people want to know about good. Stranger Things, you know? True that. We just made somebody's day. Now they know whether or not to watch it. And you should. And they got a muddled review, and they still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Uh, so to start things off, movies coming to theaters this week, I would say there's not a whole lot. Uh, maybe The Mechanic. Okay, so that's probably the only one I'll end up seeing just because I'm a Statham fan. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't I don't know if there's a whole lot. But coming to DVDs, uh, Wiener is a highly, hotly anticipated documentary. Highly rated. Highly yeah, rated. Got what, 90 plus percent 90, on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, 90 plus percent. Um, and that's the involving the, was he a mayor of New York? I don't um, know. He's some dude from New York who tried to show him his Wiener, but his last name is also Wiener. To people, <laughs> fun, right? Yeah, yes. he, he, he sent pics out. To he pulled a Brett Favre. Yeah, what? 
Remember when Brett Favre was sending pictures of his junk to that reporter? No. Oh, um, well, anyways. Yeah, any, yeah, but anyway, wow. <laughs> Brett Favre sent his pictures of his junk to a reporter, just so you know. Yeah. Wow. Just like Anthony Weiner did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, look for Weiner coming out uh, onto DVD. <laughs> as well as uh, the the nice guys. Yeah, coming nice out. guys. And if anybody's interested, which apparently from the box office results and ratings they're not the huntsman winter war is coming out nobody is interested <laughs> so i was like crickets why 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 are you telling us this? because it was uh, I, I'm, people want to know some maybe somebody liked the huntsman right. a lot my mom aaron, liked the huntsman aaron low-key like listen he's no. a closet huntsman no, guy no, 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 no. my like, wife was so excited because of uh Charlize Theron and Emily Blunt, they're both in that, right? Oh, yeah. And I then uh, Chris Hemsworth, whatever. So not like he's <laughs> attractive or anything. Uh, and then... I'm telling you, closet huntsman <laughs> guy over here. <laughs> well, and then I was going to get... I mean, you got Charlize Theron, Emily Blunt, and uh, or what's her name from Lawless. They're all not too bad to look at, so... from Oh, uh, Jessica Chastain? Yeah. Yeah, true that. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, those are what you're looking out for uh, coming to DVDs and Blu-ray this week. We always say DVD, but is anyone buying specifically DVDs anymore? Uh, uh, usually they come in a combo pack. Oh, really? And a lot of times at the place I shop, I'm not going to say, but the, Plug them. the day <laughs> it's released, normally the Blu-ray is on a better sale price than the DVDs. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. And you that's get, weird. Or it's a dollar more, and you get a Blu-ray DVD combo, and yeah, the, yeah. the whatever you can download it. Interesting. I wonder if they just buy like ten of them, and just be like, "Hey, check it out. You could buy this for this much, <laughs> or spend the dollar more and get both of them." Anyway, I digress. Uh, so yes, thank you for asking. <laughs> hey, were you on some sort of podcast or anything like that that wasn't ours? I was. Uh, I was on the Full Hard Podcast with Josh and JJ. Uh, again, I don't know when they release their episodes. I'm going to say earlier this week at this point because this is releasing on Thursdays. Uh, but yes, uh, Full Hard Podcast uh, with Josh and JJ is a weekly show of smart-ass commentary on pop culture and politics and everything else. And they brought me in to basically talk to us about our show, Nothing But Reviews and More. And it was very interesting. They just want to know what we're about and why why we do a podcast are they funnier than you probably yes yep. oh my god <laughs> actually not that it's hard <laughs> well you know it's full hard true. with josh and jj true that Ooh. uh but were they okay they were talking about like i, I haven't listened to a whole lot of their episodes great um, pitch <laughs> no 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 well this is first exposure to it. yeah so i'm like i said i'm desperate to fill the hours at work so i'll be listening yeah no i haven't listened to a whole lot of the episodes and there you can definitely tell that they had some they had good chemistry working back and forth with each other and there were some inside jokes i just didn't get because i hadn't heard them but god they were so funny they they kept cracking jokes about uh what is the police academy police academy oh. <laughs> and like because i brought up 21 jump street because they were like have you ever just requested a movie because you know other people will hate it? And I was like, funny you say that yeah. because I did 21 <laughs> Jump Street, a movie I love, but I knew other people would hate it. And they're like, is that like Police Academy? And I was like, um. They've never seen good. 21 Jump Street? Uh, one of them had, but oh. they were, we were trying to explain it to uh, a Police Josh Academy movie. was better. Yeah. Should have watched that. <laughs> anyway. Police check- Academy 8 was better. <laughs> 
that, that was one of the jokes. They just like police academy two, the first scene or whatever, the first crime. I don't know. Anyway, listen to the listen to the podcast, and you'd you'd get exactly what I'm trying to say a lot better than I'm actually saying it. Uh, it's available on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, and they like I said, they have uh, guests that range from politicians to musicians. Uh, and much, much more. Uh, a lot of their, the intro music that they have is from musicians I believe that they've had on the show. Um, and the little note that they've said to me is, full hard means to go strong at something the opposite of half-assed. And that's how they do it, full hard. Uh, fullhardpodcast at gmail.com if you want to email them, uh, let them know, or let them know what you think you think about their show god did i say that wrong <laughs> just like everything else yeah it's not you know. a surprise to anybody uh, at this point <laughs> <laughs> right everyone's like mike's gonna mess up more than once today uh and fullhardpodcast.com so listen to their show let them know what you think of it so speaking of which letting us letting us know what you think lethargicmedia at gmail.com is our like like that transition a little bit <laughs> Uh, that is our email. Uh, let us know what you guys know of our show. Uh, recently, we got in a couple emails, uh, and you guys want to know what some of our top fives were, uh, whether it be as a collective group. Uh, but we're going to be doing uh, top five favorites, and we're going to kind of run down uh, all of the reviewers in our groups um, instead of giving you guys a gem this week. Did that make sense how I said that? Yes. Uh, so awesome. basically, for one podcast every week, we're going to give you a top five from one of us. Uh, yeah. Because we just want you to know a little bit more about us and the things we like. And these are top five favorite movies. Right. Not, not the <laughs> movies we think are the best. For sure. Because, because you can't only put 21 Jump Street on there <laughs> once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Aaron, this is yours. So, I'm going to start with my top five. Um, and I, I, I'm i sure a lot of you would never put any of these in your top five. But this is my top five favorite. Uh, number one is Cold Mountain. That's one we've reviewed before. I would not put that in my top five okay. by it, far. It wouldn't be in my top five, but it's not a bad movie. I would not put that in my top 50. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, watch the podcast and we'll understand. <laughs> uh, but I love every bit of it. This is one of the movies I could watch over and over and over. Uh, number two we also reviewed is Road to Perdition, which I love the story and the fact that you have Tom Hanks acting with Paul Newman. Can't beat it. For sure. Not a favorite of mine. Very good movie, though. Yeah. Very Tom good Tom freaking Hanks, man. Tom right. freaking Hanks. I mean, I could, I probably could have done a top, top five, five favorites, Tom. and they could all have had Tom, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Toy Story, Toy Story 1. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. Toy Story, Toy Story, <laughs> Toy Story 1. Toy Story, the first one. <laughs> anyway, so, number three is The Dark Knight, which is more... Uh, less of a uh, drama than the others, but you still have that element of uh, drama and characters. And on top of it, one of the best hero movies ever. Oh, yeah. The Dark Knight, not no, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, replace the terrible Bane <laughs> with a great Joker, and yeah. that's what you get. Very good film, for uh, sure. This almost doesn't make my top five because of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's sister. I can't think of Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's awful. Oh, in the Dark Knight. Awful, I thought you were going to talk about awful. number four there. But no, okay. Like leading into number No, two. no, yeah. Just say why the Dark no, okay. Knight didn't make, almost didn't make it because I yeah. can't stand her in that movie. But otherwise, that's one of the best hero movies. For sure. I agree. Uh, number four, this will spoil my grade for our upcoming review. But number four is Minority Report. I love the story. I love how everything falls into place. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise. 
picked a few of his movies, but uh, I, that probably spoiled the outcome of my rating, but he is it's in five. my top five. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just going to say this. You gave like Road to Perdition. Uh, what did you give that? A nine. Okay. And you gave, what was the other one on the, the list? Cold, Cold Mountain. Mountain. Cold Mountain. I think you also gave that a plus nine. I got to find it early. 8.75 I 8. gave 8.75. So... I'm going to say it's probably pretty close and high up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we haven't rated The Dark Knight. Hopefully somebody requests that. I would love to watch yeah, that. Yeah, lethargicmedia at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> so number four was Minority Report. And number five, uh, we technically did a podcast, but it was one of our seven test runs oh, that never made God. it, is Mud. And you that, know, it's kind of sad that that one didn't make it because right. I think we did a really good review of that movie. Yeah, we and did it. Because of the type of movie we had, some some people. I mean, it's not a movie everybody's gonna love. I get it. Yeah. But again, I like the story. I like the character progression. Uh, I love the directing and cinematography. Golly, and with I, these movies you, he's picking, you can tell what type of yeah movie. Absolutely. What Aaron great looks cinematography for. and great characters with a story and, to go along. I was gonna so, say, and a story as well. Don't forget yeah. about your story. So to route to sum up the top five: number one, Cold Mountain; two, Road to Perdition. Three, The Dark Knight. Four, Minority Report. And number five, Mud. Yeah. I really wish. And I, that, I, was, that was our final. Yes. It, it didn't make the cut because of some technical issues. Yes. That was our final one run the, through. The, but, one the mics weren't working. Yeah. Or we, something. we were recording three mics, and then one of them. <laughs> or, and then we had an outsourced mic but uh, it was, through the uh, camera. And then the camera shut off 15 minutes <laughs> into the podcast. So, yeah. Due to technical issues, you can't. God, we don't have our grades for that one I we might don't have make, review, make up for that and re- do mud as one of my next ones because i feel so bad because that was a really I, I mean, good obviously review. i wouldn't complain <laughs> yeah right <laughs> nobody remembers what they said and a lot of these <laughs> are really don't a lot of these on my or all of these on my top five are recent movies obviously i'm not too old right i do like a lot of older movies there are several that could have made my top five uh i just there's been so much change on how the cameras handled and and, sure. and how a movie progresses from like 1960s to now for sure but these are more recent and probably because i stand out from when i was growing up and when i started to get into watching movies what what's the oldest movie on your list is it minority report from 2002 uh it could be cold mountain i think was 2000 or 2001 but uh cold mountain might be the oldest oldest movie i don't know um but speaking of Minority Report, unless you have more to say. Nope, that's it. That's my top five. Uh, and just uh, it is really quickly. From oh, so, so yeah, I guess Minority Report is the oldest one on there. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of plug what, why we did this, Absolutely we, we got a request do. from an emailer saying that they wanted to see more of this. We will be doing short write-ups and putting our top five list for all of us once we get them all compiled onto, I believe, our Facebook. Podbean and yep. Facebook page. Yeah. And, and eventually, we're trying to get a, a website, website going. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Website is in the mix. Just yeah. <laughs> wait for it. And I'm not saying this half-assed. No, this isn't like a fast and furious promise. Exactly. <laughs> this it's is, actually happening. This we'll is get a real to it. thing, for sure. Uh, so, speaking of Minority Report, it's a film from 2002, PG-13, uh, two hours, 25 minutes long. In a future where a special police unit is able to arrest murderers before they commit their crimes, an officer from that unit is himself accused of a future murder. Directed by Steven Spielberg and written by 
Philip K. Dick and the screenplay by Scott Frank. Stars Tom Cruise, Max von Sydow, Steve Harris. Um, where it is? Where? Where is it? Where is it? What is his name? Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. That's the one. <laughs> I was trying to do the voice too. Did you hear that, Boyle? <laughs> oh, oh God! Is he Irish? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that wasn't bad, was it, Boyle? Anyway. <laughs> Boyle. <laughs> Boyle. <laughs> Boyle. I don't anyway. think saying Boyo just automatically makes it an Irish accent. Oh, yes, it does, Boyo. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Why is that like my go-to phrase? <laughs> That's my Bane thing. It's ah, yes. Leprechaun Bane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Minority Report also got a 90% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and 80% from the audience. Those both gave it an 8.1 and a th- 6.8. Whew, I almost said 3.4. Respectively, of course. Uh, anyway, so why did you pick this film? Uh, because it's one of my top five favorites. This is Dope. one of, I mean, I got into movies later. I think probably, like when I was a teen, I could actually, I had a job and could go out and buy them and go out and see movies. And For then sure. I started to discover all the older ones. So this is one of the first ones that I say this about Cold Mountain. I say this about Mystic River. The story really sticks with you and makes you think about it afterward. And I love how the story integrated with the visuals and obviously Tom Cruise acting. I think he's underrated, but because I love this movie. Why is he running every movie? I mean, everybody runs. He said it in the movie. Yeah. Everybody he did, runs. He, did. he said that a few times. He actually. did. True that. I was just making a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me tying in with the movie unknowingly. But, uh, so what were your first thoughts of this time? And, uh, initially it, it sticks with you. It's a story that, I mean, it's not a new idea, thinking uh, like free will uh, versus right. uh, predetermination. What? But the fact that, and it's hard to, without getting into it, but the fact that things happen, but then thinking about it, they only happen because you know they're supposed to happen in the series of events that takes place because of that knowledge. It's hard to wrap your head around and the way everything falls, all the pieces fall into place for this story to happen is pretty incredible. Yeah. What about you, Brent? Uh, well, it, he said that it's a story that sticks with you, I guess, and stuff like that. This is the second time I've seen this movie, mm-hmm. but the first time I saw it was probably when I first started hanging out with Aaron. So like 14, 15 years ago, he probably, I think he made me watch this movie. Jeez. So yeah, right when it came out, probably. this was yeah. your first friend date. Yeah, <laughs> right. So like, I love <laughs> so there wasn't a whole lot that I remembered about it, which I actually liked watching it the second time because I kind of was discovering it again. Right. So in like, it was, it's an enjoyable movie. It's a movie I like not in my top five, but yeah, a movie I like. I, I wouldn't say I'm considerably younger than you guys, but I am younger. And so I discovered this, I don't know, when I was like 17. And so this was six years ago now. But it was one of the first movies I borrowed from Aaron because he's like, yeah, dude, check this one out. And I remember it. And I rediscovered it again uh, this week. And I don't know how I feel this time. Okay. And I probably know where you're going with a lot of this because I understand that it has its flaws and there are plenty of ways that this could have been a better movie. Right. But, okay, so, so what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think? I, I think this definitely could have benefited. It's hard to say, but 
if Steven Spielberg had not directed it. If this had Ooh. been a rated R, mm. dirtier, grungier movie, not dirtier as in he, like he, less family, but you know, he what I mean, like darker female. A, <laughs> no, no. I just think that I mean, just think of what you could do with this character—a a character that lost his son and is a police officer addicted to drugs, right? In charge of preventing murders that may not have ha- ever happened. And Steven Spielberg, you get that—that—that. That, that, I don't even know how to describe it. He puts these fun scenes, these kind of pseudo comedy scenes you, where they kind of don't belong. You mean like when they're on the rocket packs and they're just shooting oh, through yeah. the apartment floors? God. And then he like grills the burgers with the flames. Things like that. The really Spielbergian moments from the movie. Right. So I think not having Spielberg would have changed this. You're um, right. I would much rather have J.J. Abrams lens oh, no, 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 piece. No. No. I, I, I mean, I hadn't thought about that. That is an interesting thought. And I honestly probably agree with you at that point and then my other huge huge downside is the soft focus the 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 bright the lighting yeah lighting? and they kind of i mean if you read online about why they made the decision they kind of explain it right but i was wondering if there's like a theory about that they um, a lot of it they just wanted to be devoid of color uh the only scene in this movie that's full color is the flashback, flashback of him and his son when he loses his son. Right. And everything else is just grays and blues and almost sort of dreamlike. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's... On purpose or not? Yeah, I don't know if it's because of just this type of movie. And maybe it was a decision Spielberg made to make it less... Yeah. He wanted to make it kind of a, a noir type of movie. You know, it had those kind of soft focus, black and white yeah. mystery noirs. He wanted to make it that, which is why he tried to like suck the color out of it and, and make it almost just gray palette, black and white type of movie. I, I don't know if it worked as well as he was wanting it to, but... Yeah, and I, t- I totally get that, actually. Um, but, I mean, I think it, it worked well for what it was, for sure. And I'm not trying to detract from the movie. At, yeah, at and I, I would like to have seen it without that, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's let's get into the story. Okay, this is gonna take a while. <laughs> well, so I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to describe it. So basically, basically, you know? he he's the chief of police in in a crime unit that is when we start the movie is in its a big, I guess like a pilot a test session where it's only in Washington D.C. Only in the oh capital. right 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 and it's been going for six years though yeah yeah. And it's, it's towards essentially the end of its eradicated all murders, 99% of the murders in the Capitol. Yeah. Uh, now the feds are investigating to see if it could be potentially expanded to nationwide. So Tom Cruise, uh, Chief Anderton, is the guy that's responsible for solving these murders before they happen. And we get to the point where he is accused of a murder of a guy he doesn't know, has never met, doesn't know how it's going to happen, and we get on this wild chase that leads us to the conclusion of that. And it's it's more about what happens to get from point A to point B because right. it's, it's weird to think about a movie that tells you exactly what's, what's going to happen. But you have no idea And the how. entire time you're like, there's no way that's going to be the outcome. And then because of things that it kind of happens without being too spoilery, but I mean, it 
but then you get the little tidbits of of dialogue that explain things like the only reason he gets to the point where his the the prediction is true is because he saw the prediction had he not ever been told that was going to be the outcome it yeah. never would have set in motion the sequence of events to lead there it's a very meta thought yeah right it's there. crazy to think about and then he, he gets to the point where it's like okay so is he these people could have had an alternate future the people that they've arrested for a murder but then he is told that there is no alternate future and it just it's crazy the way things fall into place right a lot to take in. It's it it is, and it's hard to. But th- this film does a very good job of explaining it. It's it's not right. like Inception where it's they, not they confusing. leave you in the dark. You know what I mean? Like, and it takes a couple of watchings to understand yeah. it all. Um, but yeah. So, I I don't think I don't think I had a problem with anything in the storyline. I really don't think I did. There there were some like the extra scenes where I. I kind of was just like, this is so dumb. The the rocket pack scene. Yes. Yeah. One of the worst chase scenes. And that's why I said if somebody that was not Spielberg would have handled that, it could have been awesome. Right. Like a chase scene, but not like this. You know what I mean? Like that would have been yep. awesome. Uh, also, when he is sneaking in to the temple or the precogs area and he drops the eye. Yes. Stupid. Another one of Spielberg's let's, let's put comedy in, in a place it doesn't belong. Absolutely. It just doesn't fit. However, the one problem I did have with that scene in general is apparently this is they're just sitting in like a giant toilet with a, a flusher, the precox. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And nobody knows where it leads. Find out where that leads. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, that was kind of uh, one of those moments where it's hard to get past because they kind of wrote themselves in a corner and were like, how the heck does he get out with this woman? Right. And then he just, uh, it's like men in black, flush me, Jay, flush me. <laughs> and I'd be like, nah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was probably the biggest thing I hated about the film was they wrote themselves into a corner. And but they- otherwise, which and that's why I think it stands out so much is because the rest of it was so streamlined and smart the way they handled it and the way things fell into place where this one was like okay we don't exactly know how to get out of this let's just write ourselves out of it with some crazy out of the nowhere solution there is one other thing that kind of bothered me throughout the movie is this guy is accused of committing a murder right and they don't take his access away to that get into places also like in the i building. didn't know that yeah yeah because <laughs> I mean he's still able to use his eye to get in and stuff like that I guess that. And, but I mean essentially Chief Anderton's been running this thing for I mean who's in charge a, a guy from the feds that knows nothing about the building or anything and they're no, do the, they really well, think the other he's guy. coming back to get like why would he come back into still I don't know dude, as we gonna, saw in Fast Five it's easy to break into police stations and then right they, they used I guess it they multiple. just need a few cars yeah. and <laughs> but they did it multiple times like even after he you know, right. spoiler alert got arrested okay maybe I guess they figure oh he's not coming back and but still right yeah I don't, I don't know. know yeah I think because I think they usually take your access away pretty quickly for places like that like an FBI agent who's under investigation I think right. they take his I don't probably correct I don't think Secret Service men is going to be doing a secret handshake <laughs> with <laughs> Obama anytime soon you know what I mean if he gets taken out anyway so let's let's move on to acting unless you got, you want to discuss a story and problems and or benefits of the story more 
Uh, no, I think we covered that pretty well. Okay. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to describe. It's very complicated yet there, very simple and linear. <laughs> absolutely, it's it's like telling it non-linearly, but totally linear at the right. same time. And like time. I said, for a movie, for a story to say, we're at point A. This oh. is point B, and the entire time you're still convinced that's not how it's going to come out. Absolutely, and this is this is how you tell a story using time like going back in time or going in forward in time unlike looper yeah <laughs> looper does it okay but it doesn't make sense and they don't explain it away at all you know what i mean so which scenes in this one are you talking about the no the, the, this does it right uh but like looper like the dude goes back in time but he, he has to like kill himself or something like that and then it's it's just like they don't explain it away. Like if he dies back, oh, but this isn't really time travel. Well, sort of. This is like premonitions that you have to make sense to. I mean, come I guess. True. I guess now that I think about that, but you know, it made sense in my head. I I mean, it handles the the way things fall together without having major plot holes that they just explain away by right. Oh, who knows? It's time travel. Point I was trying <laughs> to make. Thank you. Okay. More benefits of the storyline? No, that's okay. it. That okay. was all I had. Acting. I wanted to see more from Colin Farrell, both acting and screen time. Anyone I else agree? agree. Okay. Because I felt like he has this whole thing where he could do more, and he just didn't pull it out in this movie. Although the only films he, I've seen him yeah, in. Yeah, he might be one of the only characters that could possibly be chalked up to a plot device like without him right i mean he's he's the red heron the 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 person that they want to pin the blame on and for the old guy anyways mm-hmm. and then he's the guy that you think is trying to get cost chief anderton's job and then becomes on his side because he stumbles on although, things that are happening although you know you you think that but from the very start they don't fool you because his lines are, I'm just here to observe. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, they are not lying to you at whatsoever. And, they're, like, you're basically fooling yourself into thinking this. Were you going to say something? No. I was <laughs> just saying yeah, that that's kind of how, like, obviously that's how they were supposed to be set up. But, like, you're right. just supposed to automatically think it's him and it's, it's not. not. Yeah. I They actually kind of gave it away. Like, if you pay attention, they kind of give away who the main bad guy i guess you want to call the, him is the, the dude pulling the strings yeah They're, yeah if you watch it multiple times which we have they do there and you know who the bad guy is and who's i mean every little detail about what he says can be like whoa that's kind of fishy now that you really like he he kind of backpedals when people mention things and he, he kind of stammers around these questions about ann lively who is uh, again, it's hard to explain, but he, she's the reason right. Chief Anderton is being investigated. But yeah, interesting. I did not because I knew he was the bad guy, but I didn't pay enough attention to it. Well, they, they were even having a conversation, and he kind of he knew about um, Chief Anderton's drug problem, mm-hmm. and they were kind of having a conversation. He's like, "You can't mess this up." Basically, talking about the uh, mm. the precog things. He's like, "You can't mess this up." You know, I'm not gonna let anything happen to mess this up and he's like no dude nothing's gonna happen i'm not gonna mess any of this up and you can tell like okay he thinks he's gonna mess it up so you know he's coming up with some sort of plan to 
to make the, sure he does it. Yeah, that's interesting. I did not think about that because I totally remember that scene. It just, you know, I hadn't thought that far ahead. Um, interesting. So, acting again. Um, I thought the old man. What was his name in the film? Old man. Uh, Pete Burgess. Lamar Burgess. Yeah, that's it. I thought he did good. I mean, yeah. he's a big time actor. He's yeah. uh, the main guy from House of The Cards. Exorcist. Oh. Or House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's Kevin Spacey. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that, duh. He's from The Exorcist. He's he's the priest. Lors Santeca from Star Wars The Force Awakens. He's the guy that gave Poe Dameron the thing at the beginning. Got killed right yeah. away. Oh. Wasn't yeah. in there for very long. Wasn't in there no. much. Bummer. Uh, but he's also in Shutter Island. Yep. The German guy that Leo doesn't trust. That's right. Oh, he's also in Rush Hour 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He's the German guy that Chris Tucker doesn't trust. Might be. I don't, I've, I don't, oh, I don't know. That'd be <laughs> funny as hell, though. But, yeah. Yeah, he was he was very good. Um, Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise. I mean, a lot of just action scenes. A few scenes that required some acting that he did well with. Yeah, did he have, I think it, like his pain face really just messes with me. I was going to say <laughs> crying face, but I think it's more of his pain face. You know what I mean? Like where he's in pain and it looks like he can't breathe, even though he had no reason not to be breathing. No idea what you're talking about. Like when he, oh God. Like when he's in physical pain yes. or emotional pain? Physical so like pain. Like when he injects himself with that thing. Right. And it makes him all like droopy face. Yeah. But he's just like, yeah, it just, it looks weird. Okay. And I don't <laughs> like, I basically point is I don't like Tom Cruise. Okay. Is there anything That's he can fair. do about it? Or is, is it, it just, just his face? face? <laughs> I, th- I don't know. I like if he tried becoming a better actor, probably. But I, uh, I think he's one of the most underrated uh, because all he does is action movies. But when he tries and actually does things, plus show me the money. Right. Show me the money, Jerry. No, have you seen the movie Magnolia? Probably not. It's on my list. Okay. No, it's so not. So no. Um, you ever seen no, a no, little movie is. called Tropic Thunder? Less Grossman? <laughs> Dude, all he is is an action an action scene or action he, okay, actor. Yeah. I mean, a, he doesn't do much business with this. Suit. He doesn't do much in this role. But right. the That's scenes it. that are required, I thought he handled well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to fault him as the leading actor. Like, I would not... Uh, there's not a, a there's a short list of people I'd rather see here. And yeah, well, like Tom Cruise is one of those guys that you put him in a movie and like I don't know it's like you can do a lot worse and I mean right there's and the fact some that people that can do better but I mean like he may not, not be really... the greatest actor but he goes all he goes full hard every <laughs> time <laughs> but not with I Josh like and JJ. Just yeah, full hard. Just full hard. <laughs> he goes all in for every single role. He does all of the stunts himself. He's entertaining, to say the least. Right. Okay. So, so you, I mean, it's hard to not like him as an actor, who, even if he doesn't have the acting chops of De Niro or somebody. I've been trying to think who I would rather have in this role. Uh, I don't know. It well, might, in, what, 2003, especially then? Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they... Oh, dude. They easy. probably didn't even market this movie. They're like, Spielberg, easy. Cruise, sell it. <laughs> yeah. Easy. This is who I'd rather have. In 2003 or Wesley now? Snipes. Oh, my God. What? You as want a, to talk about... You, as a cop on the run. I thought you were going with somebody that had 
better acting abilities. Yeah, and dude. then you go with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> well, fine. Uh, well, no, but I mean, I honestly would I actually kind of like to see that. If they a made cop this, on the run, if they made this with movie a different now, director, oh. If they made this movie now, I know who they would get. They'd Tom get, Hardy. They'd get Liam Neeson. They'd get Tom Hardy. <laughs> They'd get Liam Neeson. That's because Liam Neeson is doing now what Tom Cruise did 10 uh-huh. years ago. Pretty he's much. like 80. Yeah. yeah. They probably would get Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's everywhere. Or uh, what's his face? The dude who's Rick Flagg from, uh, and he was RoboCop. What is his name? Anyway, I think he's a B actor. Oh, too. Ki- Joel Kinnerman or whatever. Yeah, Joel Kinnerman. Yeah. I could see that. Ah, no, terrible. Anyways, I think I, I, Tom Cruise handled it well. He's entertaining as heck. You can't fault him for that. Yeah, I mean, that. it was fine by all accounts, except for the weird, silly comedic parts. Which, yeah, yeah, the lighting really turned me off, though. Really, 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 really turned me off because it's very bright and it's it's only in like every other scene. So I wonder if there's like. A connection between these well, scenes, I think like it the was, dream I or think something. it was in all scenes of soft lighting, but a lot of the scenes were, I mean, outside where the light is bright or if there's windows with the bright white light. And then the other scenes were in dark, enclosed areas that didn't For have sure. much light to cast that effect. But I suppose. I don't know. Uh, um, audio? I didn't notice anything. I thought it was... I mean, there's nothing spectacular. The... All the technology sound effect. The music was cool. The kind of symphony music to go along with him. The technology that he's manipulating, whatever. Oh yeah, but that was he it, playing that though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that another thing like the visuals in this movie, other than the soft lighting, or whatever, were fantastic to for, me. The, for the fact that well, and the fact that they there's this futuristic setting, but they didn't go over the top futuristic. It, it right. seems like a practical progression to the future, not some wild, crazy, out of nowhere. Know, dude. There were highways that were sideways for no apparent reason. Okay. <laughs> just they were right. also self-driving cars, so... Well, yeah. we have those. Not I mean, like would you have though. rather have that or flying cars? Flying. Easy. Dumb. Dumb? <laughs> That'll never happen. That's why I'd rather have them. Nah, you can't... You want right, Then you go watch have. Total Recall. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Did we already do that? No. What did we do? Not Total Recall. We did Demolition, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. That's what it is. And the fifth element. The fifth element. Yeah. The flying cars. True, the yeah. flying taxis and stuff. Those are fantastic. Demolition Man didn't have flying cars, but uh, no. the fifth element did. No. But anyway. Anyway. Goodness. Digression. No kidding. Jeez. What, uh, what, where were we? Uh, music, visuals, things like that. He was talking about the Tony Stark computer that he was using. Right. <laughs> that was... I want one of those. Pretty cool. That opening scene was great. That's fantastic. The way they and told you, they just summed up how this whole idea and this whole police force worked with a 20-minute introduction scene of him solving this crime, which absolutely. is pretty cool. And they, they did it... I mean, they used Colin Farrell as a plot device to be like... Hey, let's explain it to the new guy. Right. But I think even if he wasn't there, we would have gotten the gist of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, well, be- you he also was there, like he said earlier, to be the red herring, so everybody thinks that he's the bad guy. Because he really does kind of want Tom Cruise's job, but, I mean, he's not going to... Right. Because, I mean, he 
as soon as he's gone, he's the one who steps up. The guy who's supposed to be in command, he's like, no, no, I got this. You go away. Well, I don't know if he necessarily wanted his job, uh, but it he, was like, his when he sits job on, to do when that. When he sits on that desk and stuff like that, he he wanted his job. Very, very possible. Um, yeah. Who who was his second in command? Because that's a that's a Neil uh, McDonough. He, he's usually the bad Fletcher. guy in B movie, like B action movies. I think him and uh, Ben Foster could go toe to toe for being <laughs> for like top of the top notch B movie top, actor, top B yeah. movie actor with blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, I mean that's a very specific list. <laughs> <laughs> There's two people on. Yeah, it. well, yeah. why do you think they could go toe to toe? Because I mean, anyway, I don't know. I thought I thought everybody did a great job. The one scene I liked with Tom Cruise and Colin Farrell was when. Immediately after Tom Cruise, or I keep saying Tom Cruise, Chief Anderton <laughs> is accused of uh, the future killing of Leo Crow. He is in an elevator with Colin Farrell. He like pulls a gun on Colin Farrell and he's trying to escape whatever. Oh, and Colin yeah. Farrell's like, you know, I know you're not going to kill me. I don't hear any alarms going off. And then they start going off for the Chief r- Anderton's killing and he... It's just weird to think about how all that, because he thought he was going to get killed because the alarms are going off. But it's for a completely different right. reason. Could have stopped him right there, but yeah, you said that wrong though. I don't think it's going to kill me. <laughs> the, 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 the sirens are not going off, Boyo. Well, he was also stopping him in the elevator for a different reason. Yeah, for, he like, didn't drug you. Yeah, yeah, he, had he no didn't idea realize that. that he was, you know. Convicted. predicted to go yeah. murder somebody he just is like oh you're gonna lose your job and tom cruise is all like oh sh- shoot <laughs> <laughs> shoot <laughs> number one on the list come, come on, on friend <laughs> what i said shoot <laughs> that's funny um can we talk about the end of the film yeah i mean we can talk about whatever we want it's our podcast <laughs> anyway we just can't say bad words yeah. <laughs> now you know <laughs> What does the end of the film mean for the 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 police precinct? They're none. They got shut down. They got shut yeah. down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's I I was okay. So he's Tom Cruise kind of explains it to Lamar, but I don't think the way he explains it makes sense because like you see the dilemma here. If you kill me, then you go to prison. Yeah, and that's the end of pre crime because they didn't prevent it. I don't get that. No, 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 no. No, he's saying it would still keep going. Yeah, it's it 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 does your your job perfectly because pre crime keeps going because you killed me. Right, but that I I don't know. I, he said that that would. But he said if you don't kill me, that's the end of pre crime because they're wrong. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, but it might have ended pre crime because he didn't he didn't uh, predict it. I don't know that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying is that... Mm, that's interesting. Is that he's... But, see, and this is why I was confused. Is Why did he turn the gun on himself? Because he just wanted to be out of this in a nightmare? Well, either way, he's going down. He's going to be haloed and put in that prison or whatever they their solution is now. They did predict it. Did they? Yeah, because like when they show a flashback of him picking up the yeah, they, gold. Yeah, they did predict not it. Not the flashback, but they showed him... Oh, like, that's they're all right. At the it office. said Anderton on it. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. They're, that's that so he's saying that if he... If he does kill Tom Cruise, they were right, but pre-crime didn't work. If he doesn't kill Tom Cruise, their prediction was wrong, and that just proves that just because the pre-crime see it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So, it's... 
either way, I feel like it's not a good look for pre-crime. Yeah. <laughs> because either they aren't capable of doing their job or they predicted incorrectly. Also, I totally forgot to say this. Tom Cruise totally did not kill that dude. No. Well, but he did and he didn't because right. the guy pulled it on him and it was still his tr- finger that pulled the trigger. It just was an accident. Yeah. And so they he never did kill him, but he didn't mean That's to. what I'm saying. Like, does that count as a murder if I'm holding the That's gun? That's not what was predicted. The they predicted that he was going to kill him. And if and if Tom Cruise didn't realize that he, that he had options and he's... Because the, the precog, the woman that predicted it, said because he knows his future, he can change his future. Mm-hmm. But then that causes problems for the whole Pre-crime. precinct in general because... Yeah. If these people that were supposedly going to kill other people knew about it, maybe they wouldn't. So, and, but here, here's a here's a quick question. So his clock ran off, run down. Uh, Tom Cruise's did when he was gonna shoot the guy, and he's like, "No, I shouldn't." And let's say like five minutes passes, and then the dude gets murdered. Does that play into effect, like? If like the precinct, like, hey, maybe there is something fishy here because well, he wasn't murdered on time. Well, they, well, didn't they don't know when he got that. murdered. Well, I mean, because they, they weren't dude, there when it happened. That's what I'm saying, though. But like, you can do forensics, and I'm sure the the future. Yeah, but has, forensics to but, get the exact time of death. Yes, it was like not even five minutes. So I mean, you're not gonna be able to get that close because when you have a coroner now that gets a body, they're like. Maybe to the hour they can get it. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. But this is how many years in the future? It's 2054. Jeez, oh, it's what 2016. Whatever, doesn't matter. The 38 point is, years. He also fell how many yeah, stories? Right. So he probably didn't have a whole lot to go with. Well, that I can't fault. <laughs> but the future can put you back together. <laughs> <laughs> I am just building my own world and placing this movie. Yeah, I've had in Mass Effect. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, anyway. it's The story makes sense in a very right. complex, and convoluted, just, yet simple way. It's and I'm hard just to making, it, making it dumb right now. Well, the the, only, the other thing that kind of got me, though, is when they're uh, examining the room, and Colin Farrell, I think, kind of, it's well, that's when his character kind of clicks to think, okay, maybe this guy, maybe he didn't mean yeah. to murder him or whatever, but... When they arrest him, they arrest him for his murder and the murder of Colin Farrell's character. But they had the gun. He never had his gun back because they said, oh, you killed them both with your own gun. Like, no, he didn't have his gun for the second murder. Well, they didn't have it. Colin Farrell took it to Lamar Burgess. I guess. Well, did the he precinct take it to yeah. him? I guess, and then yeah, Lamar guess Burgess killed Colin Farrell's character right, yeah. with But they Anderson's still, gun. the gun was there when they were investigating, so the other cops would have saw the gun. And oh. don't you think the FBI agent would be like, oh, here's his gun that we now have in evidence? Unless they assume that Anderton went to I get, yeah, and picked that guy's house, up. got his know. gun, and killed him. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. There are ways it could have happened. Yeah. yeah. Whatevs. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about the film? Is good? It's good. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's let's uh, rate it. Do you, Who wants to go first? I mean, I can. Sure, go ahead. Awesome. I wanted to go first. <laughs> Wait, I'll go first. No. Okay. Uh, no, I will give it, I think I'm going to go with a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Because, like, I wish it was better visually. Um, like, the, the peaking lighting, the really bright lights really threw me off. The story was great. 
uh, I wish they would have taken out some of the com- comedic parts. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise isn't my favorite, but I'll, I'll look. I'll, I'll I'll look past him. You know, because I, I can't think of really who else I would have filled the role with aside from my boy Wesley Snipes, <laughs> which is probably the worst idea I've ever heard. What? A Oof, cop it could on... be worse. Mike Mike says, "Oh, I wish they got somebody that could act better, like Wesley Snipes." <laughs> that doesn't add up. Well, okay, but he was born ready. Mother, father, <laughs> mother, father. Anyway, so yeah, seven and a half from me. What All about right. uh, one of you two? I can go next. Oh, I, okay. Oh, sorry. No, it's cool. I give this movie. And for all the same reasons, I recognize the flaws, obviously, right. but it's still one of my favorites as far as story and entertainment. And I give this movie an eight and a half. Okay. Which is, I mean, I know it's one of my top five favorites of all time. You might expect a little higher, no. but I, I'm not blind to its faults. So yeah, eight I and a half. 21 Jump Street and eight. And that's probably on my top five. I'll that's give Dodgeball a straight up 10 though. Eight is about six points too high for that. What? I didn't even give it a two. I gave it a <laughs> Yeah, you give it a five, you jerk. <laughs> anyway, what, what do you give? Uh... Um, I think I'm closer to Mike here. I'm going to give it 5.25, though, just to not quite be out. You mean 5.25? 7. <laughs> 7.25. I say I was, five? Yeah, I was going to be like. Seven. Uh... <laughs> it's not close to Mike. Yeah, I was going to say, this is .25 better than Fast Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, dude. It's for entertainment better. value, no. a Fast Five is probably higher for me, in all honesty. It is. It, anyway, 7.75 uh, is the average, cumulative average, <laughs> for <laughs> our score uh, this week. Look for Clue next oh, week. Thanks, McNeil. Yeah, this is Matt McNeil's pick. Uh, you know, as, our, as we, you know our show, we do a viewer... Whoa. Viewer. <laughs> Listener. Listener. <laughs> request on Mondays, as well as a reviewer request pick. Jesus. On Thursdays. Uh, so, Wait. Clue. What's up, dude? Jesus is a. Uh, no, we reviewer? haven't got him on the, on the oh, list yet. Damn. But hopefully someday. Clue from 1985. It just got weird. It's a PG <laughs> film, hour 30 minutes, a comedy crime mystery. Six guests are invited to a strange house and must cooperate with the staff to solve a murder. Cooperate. <laughs> cooperate. Yeah. Cooperate. Uh, directed by Jonathan Lynn, uh, as well as written and directed, or er, written and directed by Jonathan Lynn, as well as written by John Landis. Uh, Starring Tim Curry. Yep, Steph's father. The incomparable Tim Curry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Curry. Basically, they made a movie out of a board game. Chef Curry cooking for you. Uh, you want to talk about like top-notch B actors. Tim Curry's living that life. Smashing. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tim Curry. I do, too. No, I, yeah, I do. And actually, Clue, I, as much as I groaned when I heard this, I don't not like yeah. this movie. Well, this, I guess I'll have to see. It's been so long. Yeah. since I've seen Are you gonna it. rewatch it? Yeah, I'll I, have to. I okay. really, I really liked this movie when I was younger. It was never top five, but it was still it was a movie that I probably saw a lot when I was younger. Though I don't know if I've ever seen this. Yeah, I'll be honest. And I, I see that it's got uh, Doctor Emmett Brown on here. Yep. Christopher Lloyd, Tim mm-hmm. Curry. It's got a decent cast for sure. Yeah. Well, especially I, the eighties. These yeah. were like the like go-to people in the yeah. 80s for movies like this smashing <laughs> i think it's getting worse <laughs> all right so yeah look for uh clue on our thursday show next week 
as well as while you're looking for our show check out full hard podcast with josh and jj it's available on itunes and stitcher i was on their show uh just uh this week actually uh and they, they talked to us about our podcast there uh so and we played trivia and i was awful at it uh, did i ever tell oh, you surprise yeah, well no i'm usually pretty good at trivia except movie trivia right <laughs> <laughs> which is entertaining but no, did i ever tell you guys the uh the topic that we had no you did not it was movies based off books that had different titles oh and so they gave us the book title and we had to guess the movie so, okay so let's do a few we've got a few minutes here oh, do you yeah, remember yes. what they were I, one of them was i believe it was called one shot okay and that's jack reacher Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, he's gonna know that. I know, one. right? <laughs> Tom Cruise. Dude, you would have good. killed it on this. I'm. I'm. The other. Uh, God, I can't remember. But it was the thing. It was John Carpenter's the thing. Oh, okay. Was the other one. Uh, there's two diehards that were on the list as well. You, I'm telling you, you guys would have cleaned up. Uh, I on bet this. was uh, First Blood on there. They made the movie no. Rambo. Oh no, that was okay. not. Because um, I think that was too easy. First Blood? Yeah. I mean, if you just say First Blood, people know. Uh, it was Rambo. I guess the subtext or subtitle for Rambo was First Blood, wasn't it? I think it was actually the first Rambo, I think, was actually just called First Blood. I'm not kidding. Or did they just change it for marketing purposes? Because I know plastered on all the DVDs and... Dude, see? Oh, okay. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. But no, the, there was a bunch of like 80s action movies, so Shane would have cleaned up. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Yeah, and I was awful at it, Uh, but... It was still a great time. So, yeah, be sure to check out their uh, podcast, fullhardpodcast.com is the best way to get a hold of them. And they have a ton of different guests. Speaking of trivia, one of our emailers uh, sent in the idea idea of going through our top fives and yeah. all that. Sent uh, my wife. Uh, she work, He works in my wife's apartment. He said to send this trivia to me. And it was top 90s movies containing the title Ninja. Oh. And I guessed three of the top movies he put on there. Oh hell no! Wait, he has a list. Well, he yeah, he made this. I don't I don't know if he was just like testing movie knowledge or wanted to see compared yeah. to what I Are said. Teenage Mutant Ninja Teenage Mutant Turtles Ninja Turtles was it, one. Is, is like Ninja on there? Is no, the film. Uh, yeah, it, recently there was. Yeah, but this like is nineties. Nineties uh, movies, top well, movies in the nineties with the word three ninja. ninjas. Three. Was, he's on a roll here. All right, that's the two I guessed. There's a third one that uh, I guessed. Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. That's good. I didn't yeah. expect you guys to get that. Oh, uh, I honestly, that last one just kind of came to me. I love Chris yeah. Farley in that film. That's a. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but yeah, it's no, hilarious. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, so, yes, look for uh, Clue next week, as well as check out Full Hard Podcast with Josh and JJ, um, as well as let us let us give you an email. <laughs> oh, my God. Send us an email. <laughs> at lethargicmedia at gmail.com. Lethargic is indeed spelled like the word lethargic, uh, as well as hit us up on Nothing Real on Twitter, and Facebook is nothing but real reviews and more. We're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and Google Play, as well as streaming on Podbean and Podcast.com. Google us, you will find us. That is the best way to go to hold of us anyway. Uh, let us know what we're doing right with our show. Let us know what we're doing wrong. That's If you it, have guys. a trivia, top five, whatever you yeah. want to send us, send us. We, we'll, Absolutely. we'll put your content, your questions on into one of our podcasts. Our, our friends, uh, or our emailers, friends Lance and Adam, know we will get back to you guys. Uh, so anyone else who wants to email us, please do. Uh, end the show. As always, tell your friends. Let's go. But inconspicuously. 
through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night and good luck. Thanks for listening to another episode of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. Remember to like us on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe and rate on iTunes. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.